Episode 4, Slow Cooker Secrets. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Shabby and Chic, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Nothing is better than coming home to a warm house and a warm meal after being out in the cold weather. Today, we are spilling all of our slow cooker secrets and talking about some recipes that will warm you and your home. That's one of the things I love about slow cookers is that they not only taste delicious and the meat is always super tender, but that they really warm up your house as well. One of the most important things about cooking with a slow cooker is going to be meal planning. Because slow cookers cook your food slow, you need to plan ahead. This isn't something that you can just pop in the oven after a long day. You really need to set it before you go to work or definitely before noon. I think so. I know a lot of times if I don't remember that I'm having a slow cooker meal one day, It will be like two o'clock and I was supposed to leave something in the slow cooker for eight hours and I don't want to eat at 10. So if you know in advance, you can prepare. Yes, you can't decide that you're going to cook a roast or any of our recipes at like past noon, (laughs) basically. You really want to at least the night before purchase the meat and everything necessary. So meal planning is definitely key. And something that I do and Jackie does as well is we set weekly menus. And whenever I set a weekly menu, I try to overlap some of the ingredients because I'm usually just cooking for two. So if I know I'm going to use an onion, then I'll have two recipes during the week that calls for half an onion, um, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I meal plan too. And another one is I hate grocery shopping. I am not a fan, so I like to get it out of the way in one trip. And I know in another episode, we're going to talk about some of our grocery shopping secrets to make it smooth, especially if you don't like it. So if I meal plan in advance, I only have to go grocery shopping once during the week. See, I love grocery shopping. It's hard for me to decide in advance what I'm going to be in the mood for because I'm a very spontaneous cravings type person. So for me, meal planning and going grocery shopping once a week isn't because I don't like the grocery store because I would buy new fresh flowers and I love smelling vegetables and I just love grocery shopping, but it helps me save money. Because if I do individual trips and I think, oh, I just spent $30 on this dinner or, you know, on tomorrow's food, whereas I really should have only spent like 15 So I find that I add more random things if I go in for a quick trip. I agree, especially because, I mean, like you said, you think, oh, $30 is nothing. But when you're doing that every day, that really adds up. And I know I hate grocery shopping because my parents shopped for their meals every day. And once I could drive... I was often the one that was sent out to the grocery store. But I also like meal planning because then I can prepare in advance, especially for these slow cooker meals. And Drew knows in advance what we're eating. So there's none of those, well, I don't know if I feel like that because he knows on Sunday we go through the meals together. And you actually have a menu on your kitchen, right? I do. I have a chalkboard where I write everything we're eating for the week. So that way, you know, if one of us forgets, we just can look at that and be like, oh, I need to take that chicken out of the freezer or I need to do this in advance to make our lives easier. 
Jordan saw that when we were at your house for New Year's, and he was like, Jacqueline, you have to get a writable menu for the kitchen. I mean, you can even just have a, if you don't, I have a lot of wall space on that particular part of the kitchen, so I can use that. But if you don't have a lot of wall space and you want something like that, not necessarily just you, Jacqueline, but it's easy to, you can get a whiteboard, just a small whiteboard, stick it on your fridge and write your meals just to keep track of it. Oh yeah, that's a good idea to put it on the fridge. Jordan was thinking over the sink, but we have like one naked wall in my very small kitchen, and so it would really make sense to have something there. I don't know. I'll wait and see if Home Goods has a cute, uh, probably whiteboard or something like that for me. So moving on to our actual slow cooker secrets, you can really cook every part of a meal in a slow cooker, starting with appetizers. Yeah, you really can cook a lot. Now, I don't take as much advantage as this. I think that you probably use your slow cooker a lot more than I do. I know that you have some, don't you have good dip recipes? What are your appetizer recipes? I do. And so when I think appetizers and slow cookers, I usually think football games and um, those kind of parties. So those are the things I tend to kind of gravitate toward. And so one of my absolute favorite is spinach and artichoke dip. And we'll share these recipes in our show notes and on our Pinterest. But yeah, it's so easy. I was going to say, you better be sending me that recipe later. <laughs> I love spinach artichoke dip. And that is my mom's like guilty pleasure. She loves that stuff. It's so good. And it's so easy. And one of the things I love about slow cookers is there's very rarely anything you have to do beforehand. You just throw all the ingredients in together, mix them up and set it. With the spinach and artichoke dip, I use frozen spinach, so you do have to thaw that and get rid of any extra water beforehand, but that's just taking it out of the freezer, so it's not a huge deal. But other than that, it's cream cheese, artichoke hearts, sour cream, Parmesan cheese, mozzarella, and garlic. You put it in the crock pot on high for four hours, and then you just keep it warm while people are eating it. Well, that sounds really good. Really the only like appetizer recipe that I've ever made in the crock pot. Now I do have a like cheese dip recipe that you could make in the crock pot, but I just make it in the microwave. It's like the Velveeta one, you know, with like sausage and like Rotel. It's just an easy one. But really the only appetizer per se that I've made in the crock pot is like those meatballs. It's a very Southern thing and it's meatballs. I like to use turkey meatballs because that's a little bit healthier and then half part grape jelly and half part barbecue sauce it is so good and so deadly I could eat those leftovers like for lunch all week and if you don't like meatballs then you can use sausages or Um, cocktail weenies yeah that's what I use yeah that's what I meant by sausages but I guess they're they're called cocktail weenies I don't know what they're called (laughs) Like, uh, I just think because when I think sausage, I think more like a kibasa or something. No, I'm like the like the little link, the little link weenies. Mm-hmm. So that's really all I have for appetizers was just that one. Those are my that's one of my main ones, too. It's mostly just dips. And there's a lot of dips that if you make them in the microwave, you can easily switch them to a crock pot and it's warmer and all the flavors just mix together a lot better. And I really should make that Velveeta cheese one in the crock pot because whenever you use a microwave for that kind of a thing, it's like it gets really like hot spots and then it almost burns the cheese in some places. So that's 
one of the benefits of using a crock pot is it's pretty evenly temperature and it starts low and it goes, you know, a longer time. So because I don't really make appetizers, really my main things that I cook in the crock pot are entrees. Number one is definitely the pot roast that I make. And this is Jordan's favorite thing that I make. We got this recipe from a family friend and all it is is a chuck roast. You just need Lipton onion soup mix, steak seasoning, and cream of mushroom soup, and that's it. So it's like short enough that I can tell you how to make it. I mean, it's so easy. You just take the chuck roast, put the steak seasoning on both sides, sear it on the stove top in olive oil, you know, just so it's kind of brown on each side, and then throw it in your crock pot and put the Lipton onion soup mix, a can of the cream of mushroom soup and then I usually just fill up the can again with water and put like with water in it and dump it in so I think it's like half a cup of water but I'm usually too lazy to get my like measuring cups out and then you just put that in the crock pot for I think it's low for eight hours or you could do high for four or something and it's amazing and Jordan he has requested that I make it once a week because he is so obsessed with it and he really likes po' boys his dad being from Louisiana, they're really into roast beef po'boys. So I'll just pack a sandwich made without the meat on it. And then he can heat the meat up in the microwave, put it on the sandwich and have a really good lunch that he actually will eat the whole thing. And he hates leftovers. So I always find that if I make like a dinner, then I have to find a creative way to make him eat the leftovers. I feel him. I also hate leftovers, so I have to think of creative ways to use my leftovers as well. So I feel him because I don't want to eat the same meal two days in a row. I I love it. And it's like, yes, it's even better the next day, I feel like. But yeah, for him, not so much. And then also something that's super easy to make that's like an entree is just Mexican chicken. And it's literally just frozen chicken tenderloins in the crock pot. And then I put a can of salsa on it and leave it all day like on low for eight hours. And the chicken just falls apart. I shred it. I might put a little salt and pepper in it. And then I serve that like for tacos. And it is the best. It's so good. And chicken tacos are so much better for you than beef tacos. That makes that a healthier choice as well. Yeah, I made that this week. I just ate it over uh, lettuce with black beans the next day. And it was so good. Delicious. Uh, Do you have any other favorite entrees in the slow cooker? Um, I make Thai chicken. That one's more complicated, so I'm not going to give you the recipe for that, but we can pin it. If I can find it, I kind of make it up each time. (laughs) And I love Thai food. I could eat Thai food like once a week, but that's really it for my entrees. What, what entrees do you make? Uh, So mine and Drew's absolute favorite would be ranch pork chops. And this one is also so simple that I can share exactly how to make it. It's so good and it's so easy. It's three ingredients. It's boneless pork chops, ranch seasoning mix, the dry powder stuff, and two cans of cream of chicken soup. And you just dump all of those in your crock pot and then you leave it on low for six hours or high for four hours. So it's also great if you forget that you're doing a slow cooker meal. It doesn't take as much time. And then there's enough of the ranch and soup mix that we use that as gravy on mashed potatoes with it. 
Okay, so I've never really even made the pork chops. Do you buy frozen or fresh or? I don't know if it's fresh. I just go to the meat section and I prefer boneless because I'm not the best with knives. I cut myself frequently when I'm chopping vegetables. And so if I don't have to go around a bone, it's better. So I get the boneless and there's just the thin sliced ones um, in the meat aisle along with your chicken and your beef and everything is okay that sounds like fresh I have no idea I've never made pork chops because like I know that you don't want to like overcook them I've never made them outside of the crock pot because I'm I'm scared of overcooking them or undercooking them yeah there's something like I don't know I'm probably totally botching this so well (laughs) you can dye them out so yeah yeah and in the slow cooker that's I mean that does it's not more sound like it would be dried out and yeah. that sounds like a recipe that we are going to have to try <laughs> absolutely it's so good um and then one of my other favorite ones is taco soup and this is something that Drew's mom taught me how to make mm, and good too. we usually do beef and we brown um the beef beforehand then you put that in the crock pot with a can of whatever your favorite taco vegetables are black beans pinto beans corn you just mix all of that in some rotel hot spicy tomatoes and then the taco seasoning and you just leave that on low all day and you come home and your house smells so good and you have warm soup ready for you that sounds really delicious i am a fan of things where i don't have to do anything beforehand and i just mix it all together we have one more go-to crock pot recipe that i just realized i have not made in our house and we've lived here for almost a year and it's we call it homemade jar sauce jar jar homemade jar sauce and it will make sense to you in a second (laughs) okay (laughs) so this started was one of those recipes that Publix puts out every week that we've just kind of adopted as our own and we make it frequently my mom makes it particularly a lot Mm -hmm. you take your favorite kind of sausage I usually use uh, kibasa because I love those Italian flavors you cook those and then you saute some bell peppers and onions you throw those in the crock pot with your favorite jar of spaghetti sauce which is where the jar comes in okay and then you add a can of a rotel or the spicy tomatoes mix that all up and then you just leave that on low all day and then you serve it over spaghetti Sounds good. And my mom leaves her spaghetti cooking for a really long time, but she just puts it on the stove. But if you were working or, you know, you didn't have time to cook your spaghetti for that long, that would make a lot of sense because you really want the meat to get that tomato flavor. And you don't have to worry about if you're not there, you don't have to worry about anything burning to the bottom of the Yeah, yeah. And then you can also make really delicious desserts in your crock pot. Do you have any favorite ones, Jacqueline? Really, I just make entrees in my crock pot and then that like meatball thing sometimes. The only time that I've actually even tried a dessert that was from a crock pot which this is a drink so I don't I it still counts it's a dessert there's enough calories is at your bachelorette party when Carrie made the fireball hot chocolate yes it was so good yeah it was so good and I never had really thought to make a drink in a crock pot before uh, especially a sweet like dessert drink so me neither and I think I ended up having way too many cups of that (laughs) did we drink it during our lingerie shower i think so so it was deserved i am actually hosting a baby shower for drew's cousin ryan tomorrow and i'm doing a hot chocolate bar and i'm not doing the fireball because we don't want to serve alcohol or for a pregnant woman 
Yeah, that would not be. <laughs> Don't want her to miss out. But I'm making a very similar, I'm making a hot cocoa in a crock pot and we'll see how it goes. And then we're, we're having it, it's a hot cocoa bar. So I'm doing the hot cocoa in the crock pot. And then I'm going to have some mini marshmallows, some whipped cream, some salted caramel flavoring that anyone can go and add and mix and match however they want to drink it. And I also found today, and it's on my list to make now, I found on Pinterest, so we'll definitely pin it, for you a brownie pudding in a crock pot <sighs> that sounds good anything with chocolate I probably will like I that's how I am too and this one it's just a box of your favorite brownie mix which mine is Ghirardelli you prepare that as directed but you don't cook it instead you pour that into your crock pot and then you make instant chocolate pudding put that on top Put a piece of paper towel over it because it's going to get more condensation than other meals that you make in your crock pot. Then you put the lid on and you cook it on high for three hours. That sounds really good. I wonder if you could make like a chocolate fondue in the crock pot. Probably. That's really good because I don't have any kind of fondue maker. Yeah, I really like fondue and we have like a cheese fondue, which I guess you could use for chocolate too. Um, You know, like a fondue little pot, but I wonder if a crock pot would work. I don't know. I'll have to investigate that. Let me know and report back to all of us, please. Yes, I will. That all we'll pin one if we find one. Perfect. Um, speaking of desserts, that one of the main problems with cooking with the slow cooker is that you're making comfort food, and usually comfort food has a bunch of calories. They tend to go hand in hand. So, what are some ways that you can eat comfort food without the calories? My number one way to kind of combat that is to replace any grains with vegetables for instance what what's it called jackie the jar what was the homemade jar sauce the homemade jar sauce instead of serving it over pasta you could prepare vegetables separately and i have a love-hate relationship with vegetables in the crock pot it's really easy with your roast to put in some carrots and onions and potatoes but they just get soggy to me So what I usually do is I cook my vegetables separately. And so I usually roast them in the oven. I like to roast my vegetables in the oven rather than putting them in the slow cooker because then they crisp up a little bit. And then I'll serve the vegetables with the sauce over it. Just like you were talking about that you would put the ranch sauce over your mashed potatoes. And potatoes are actually not bad for you. It is a root vegetable. It's a lot better than any sort of bread. Definitely cooking my vegetables separately or throwing the vegetables in at the last minute so you know you can cook the meat all day and get those juices going and then just throw the vegetables in about 20 minutes before you're about to serve it and then they get crunchy I do that with the Thai chicken that I make I throw the peppers I put some peppers in at the beginning for the flavor but I throw more peppers and some basil and broccoli and carrots in there and so that way they're still crispy because I don't like soggy vegetables. I agree, and I don't think anybody does. And something I saw really cool on Pinterest earlier this week was there's a lot of crockpot lasagna recipes out there, mm-hmm. and I saw replacing those noodles with zucchini strips. So that way they still have that shape, and those have so much meat and cheese packed around it that they're not going to get too soggy. 
Yeah, and you won't even notice <laughs> replacing no. the noodles with zucchini. And I love zucchini, so. I do too. And that's why I'm thinking the homemade jar sauce makes some zoodles with mm-hmm. uh, KitchenAid Spiralizer that you will probably hear us talk about a lot. We love um, our KitchenAid Spiralizers <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> and then serve it the, over that because then we get those vegetables, but we still get that spaghetti feel. And something that I'm definitely going to try to do more this year, which had to do with my New Year's resolution for growing my own vegetables, is to eat seasonal vegetables more often and be more aware of the season. You'll actually end up spending less at the grocery store if you know what's in season. I usually don't. I just buy what I'm in the mood for. So if you buy what's in season, then that's better for you all around your pocket and your stomach. That's something I'm going to start paying attention to because I'm like you. I'm go in and I said you know this sounds really good today and I don't care that it's only supposed to be grown during the summer I will eat it yes exactly and if you can't buy fresh vegetables because you don't have enough room to store it you're only cooking for one so it's gonna spoil is the frozen foods section use frozen vegetables over canned canned is like my last food that I'm going to buy the only thing that I will really buy canned vegetable wise is corn that's I am the same way and there are some I mean I mean Rotel okay that's but that's I mean, totally that's not really separate. a vegetable. No, <laughs> that's like but a corn, corn and Rotel, which Rotel is a staple in our house. So yeah. I always have at least five cans available. Yeah. And Rotel is more like, I see that as like a tomato sauce or like a salsa. I'll buy canned salsa. I do like the fresh salsa, but um, would I make my Mexican chicken, the canned salsa, I think it's uh, less watery or something, but that always makes the Mexican chicken better is the canned. I've tried the fresh and it's not as good. <laughs> also, so one of my favorite stovetop recipes that I've recently adapted to the slow cooker, but I usually have it with my pork chops, so it doesn't usually work, but is apples. I love the baked apples at Cracker Barrel, but I don't even want to know how bad they are for me. Yes, they are really good. Jordan always gets them as his side. I'm like, give me the hash browns and he just wants the baked apples. <laughs> they are so good. Well, I have a healthier recipe for him than the Cracker Barrel, but they taste very similar to me at least. And that's, you slice up some apples. Um, I Like I said, I usually put this on the stovetop, so I'll tell you that you put the apples in your pot, you put tons of pumpkin spice on it, as much as you want, and then you put just a little bit of water, you bring that water to a boil, and then you just let it simmer until all the water's boiled out. But I've recently switched that over to my crock pot, and it's smells so good and it's so delicious and they're the nice soft apples that taste very similar to the Cracker Barrel ones. Mmm that sounds really good. Pumpkin spice apples. That could be like a snack, a appetizer and a dessert. It really is and if you do, if you don't care too much about how healthy it is, if you add a little brown sugar and some butter it really brings it up to that dessert level with some ice cream. Okay you had me at the brown sugar and then the butter and then the ice cream my favorite meme is which we might have to pin is that paula dean meme and it's her riding a stick of butter holding a glass of wine i made that my like lock screen on my phone when i was like going through a rough time because i couldn't look at it and not laugh it's literally my favorite meme it's fantastic and i'm thinking (laughs) that i'm gonna have to make you these apples when we go to visit you Yes, you should. Jordan will forever be grateful, I'm sure. (laughs) 
So besides all of these great things we've already talked about, crockpots are great ways to reuse leftovers that you're not necessarily going to do anything else with. For example, if you made a Christmas ham, well, now it would be kind of gross if you did it now, but if you made a ham, <laughs> you New can Year's mate, nah, nah, too, too late. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I really like ham, so I make ham, well, I could make ham frequently, but you take the ham bone, some of that leftover ham, and you can make a really delicious leftover ham bone and bean soup in the crock pot and jordan's uh father's fiance she uses the ham bone like gary will save the ham bone for her and she will make the best red beans and rice i mean it's so good and she does that over the stove but you could definitely do a slow cooker crock pot with that that's what i love about crock pots is there's so many things that you can easily adapt you just have to experiment and be willing to play with it a little bit Yeah, for sure. And now one of the things that some people swear by, a secret that I guess some people have that I do not, is the Crock-Pot liners. I have tried them several times and I hate them. I can never, like, if you need to stir the food at all, it's like a mess. I don't think that Crock-Pots are very hard to clean up in the first place because they're pretty non-stick unless I don't know what kind of Crock-Pot or slow cooker you're using. Mine is from Walmart. I think it was like $30 (laughs) because I got it when I first got my apartment. But it's navy and white. Are you surprised? Not at all. It matches everything in your house perfectly. Yeah, it has like a Moroccan print. I think it's Hamilton Beach. Super cheap, but I love it and it does the trick. And it cleans out so easily. I mean, just some warm water and soap. I've never had a problem. And the the Crock-Pot liners are pretty expensive. So I don't really understand. Have you, you've used them, haven't you? Or tried? I've tried to use them and I understand the benefits because you don't have to really do any cleaning except just rinsing it out because you just take that liner and throw it away. Mm-hmm. But I I personally don't think that that pro outweighs the cons because I've had the same problems where you just can't stir anything. I don't know if I'm putting them on wrong, but it's part of it will always like fall into yeah. me as I'm trying to put it on. And it's yeah, just it's like a hassle. I have this like rubber band thing that's supposed to, I don't know, like secure the lid if you're like traveling with it or something and so I'll put the rubber band around the liner to keep it in but I feel like I never it doesn't like take up the whole area of the crock pot so it's like I'm is it cooking evenly you know like I don't know like I feel like I'm not getting not using the pot for the full potential and like I couldn't put not that I would fill my crock pot to the rim but like I would have you know, I'd be limit more limited for some reason. And I, this is probably a fear I should not have because these liners were made for crock pots. But my crock pot is one of the ones with a timer. So I set it on, you know, high for six hours. And then if I'm not home, it automatically switches to warm. So I'm not going to overcook anything. And I would just be so afraid that the liner would get too hot and burn if it was just in there all the time. Yeah, I have the same fear is that it's going to melt because it seems, it just seems very unnatural (laughs) to put in your crock pot. So exactly, I agree. But if you swear by Crock-Pot liners, if you use them and love them, please share your secrets with us so that we can maybe find out what we're doing wrong. Um, And if you have any other slow cooker meals that you go to and you just love, please 
tell us because we want to try them and we want to share them. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram and Pinterest. Send us direct messages on there. We're at Shabby and Chic Podcast on Instagram and just Shabby and Chic Podcast on Pinterest if you look us up. And also, if you try any of the meals that we pinned or we talked about, please let us know. I love hearing when my friends try meals. Uh, it makes me happy just to know that I suggested and they really like it. I don't know. It's just a fun recipe swap. Absolutely. And it always introduces you to new recipes that you didn't know about. Thank you guys all for listening and just thank you so much for everyone that's been listening to us and reviewed us. We have been overwhelmed by the great response that we've gotten from you all so far. Yeah, seriously, guys. Thank you so much. And if you are enjoying our podcast episodes, we're going to be updating once a week. Make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Please share it with your friends if you get something out of it. We really appreciate it when listeners share our podcast with friends. And leave us a little review on iTunes. It helps us to get ranked. And so more people can listen to our show and contribute to the conversation of being a millennial homemaker and how crazy that is and all things home hostessing interior decorating on an entry-level budget and join us next week where we're going to be talking about merging styles when you move in with a significant other for the first time dun 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 (laughs) (laughs) that did sound a little intimidating thanks so much for listening and that's all folks